We begin this holy season of repentance and renewal in our life with the Lord in a solemn fashion uh, with the imposition of ashes and in a gathering that is, sounds much like the description of the gathering in the first reading from the prophet Joel. All of God's people gathered together, uh, people of all ages, young and old, men and women, all gathering together to pray and to acknowledge the need to repent from sin. And in that gathering, uh, we hear that the word of the Lord through the prophet Joel came to God's people and said the following, rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord. The way of return to the Lord according to the word of the Lord and the prophet Joel is the rending of your hearts, not your garments. That word to rend simply means to tear to tear apart, or to tear into pieces. And it's a rather well-known gesture in the ancient world, and in the scriptures you'll find it time and again. It's a sign of something having gone wrong, a sign of some offense having taken place, a sign of the need to do some penance because God has been offended by sin. But the prophet Joel says the word of the Lord is that we rend our hearts, not our garments. Now we're not literally called to tear our hearts apart or to tear it open. The image here is an image telling us to go deeply, to go deeper than the surface, to go deeper than what is superficial. Rend the heart, not your garments. Make that gesture of recognizing offense against God and the need to repent, not just something on the surface but go more deeply in the need to open our heart to the Lord and to turn more fully to him. And to that end, the standard practices that we find in the scriptures that mark our Lenten journey, practices that are pleasing to the Lord, are listed in the gospel that we hear today of St. Matthew, the giving of alms to the needy, prayer, and fasting. The call for us to rend our hearts to go beyond what is surface and superficial in our prayer and our almsgiving and our fasting, this call to rend our hearts is an acknowledgement that we tend to get in a routine. And even our good practices can tend perhaps to become a little too superficial. Now that doesn't mean the practices themselves become bad or ineffective. The point is we ourselves have to have a more pure, deeper, greater intention in what we do. Let me take one example that I hope uh, will be a good image for us about this sense of the practices we do need to be done with deeper intention. Let's talk about our obligation, a very serious one, in fulfillment of the Lord's command from the Last Supper. Do this in memory of me, that obligation and opportunity really of grace to be at Mass every Sunday, every holy day of obligation. It's a very solemn obligation we have. It's, in fact, mortal sin to skip Mass. But with that in mind, that serious obligation to be united with the Lord in the communion of the Church in worshiping Him on Sundays and Holy Days, we have to also acknowledge at the same time it would not be sufficient to just think that if my physical body is inside this Church or another Catholic Church somewhere in the world on a Sunday or a Holy Day, that I've done what that obligation asks for, or that I fulfilled it. No, actually. We could be kind of here in the building, physically, 
but we might have checked out. And so our intention needs to go more deeply, needs to be more pure, more focused. That doesn't in any way change the goodness of the practice of being at Mass, you see. No, it's an obligation. We need to focus ourselves to go more deeply, rend our hearts, not our garments. And the same with prayer and with almsgiving and with fasting. We are called to go beyond the surface, beyond the superficial. And Lent is our privileged time annually to do some checking up on ourselves, to see where we perhaps have gotten in too much of a routine where we're not even thinking about our life with the Lord and the call to go more deeply in our life with him and to make change. And so we're called to rend our hearts. When you give alms, the gospel says, is one of those practices that we observe as pleasing to God in a particular way, a practice we observe in Lent. When you give alms, rend your hearts. In other words, go deeper than just a surface superficial practice of almsgiving. Give in a way that's truly a sacrifice, in other words. Rend your hearts. Give in a way that makes you realize, in fact, in practice, not just that I'm giving from my surplus, but that I'm giving in a way that trains me at the same time that all my trust has to be in God for what he will provide. When you give alms, rend your hearts. When you pray, rend your hearts. Go more deeply. Go beyond the surface and the superficial. We could certainly say prayers, and those could pass over our lips, and those would be good in their own right, but rend your hearts when you pray. Be attentive. Give God not just any part of the day, but a really good part of your day. If I pray the rosary or some other prayer at 9.57 p.m. and I fall asleep usually within five minutes, okay, it's still a prayer. I'm not saying it has no value, but maybe we could rend the heart. Maybe we could give God a time of day when we have more energy to really give our best to him. When you pray, rend your hearts. Open yourselves to an encounter with the Lord who is already present to us whose heart is already opened to us to receive his love in a way we find most excellently expressed in the fact of the incarnation that God himself has a heart that is open for us and pours out life that saves us. And when you fast, rend your hearts. When we fast, that is, we take less food, we should probably notice that we're doing that. We just might be doing it wrong. <laughs> should be some discomfort. When you fast, go beyond the surface. Go beyond what's superficial. Do something to truly recognize I need to train myself in spiritual warfare. It's not because somehow eating less automatically makes me holy, no. Rather, it sort of makes space, you might say, for me to notice where I need to be nourished more deeply in a nourishment that goes beyond that of food. When you fast, rend your hearts. Go beyond the superficial, beyond the surface. All of these practices that the scriptures highlight and other practices we might pick up in this holy season, these are part of this campaign of Christian service, as the opening collect prayer said. 
And that prayer led us to be aware of this call to this campaign that we observe in Lent as a battle against spiritual evils by being armed with weapons of self-restraint. That might sound like an odd turn of phrase. A weapon of self-restraint? How is self-restraint a weapon? I'd suggest it's because most of us probably live in excess in many parts and ways of our lives. We kind of get beyond perhaps what we might call the equilibrium. And in that excess, we go beyond what truly makes us human and gives us freedom and life, and we become more focused on things that are not truly those things of God and our human nature as made by him in his image and likeness. So in a certain sense, that self-restraint becomes a weapon because it pulls me back from that living away from equilibrium, that living in excess, so that I can reorient myself to the Lord, what lasts, what feeds my soul. This Christian campaign of Lent, this being armed with weapons of self-restraint, is a call to us to go more deeply in our life with the Lord. Rend your hearts, not your garments.